party. All right, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show on TV, simulcast Liberty Roundtable live on radio across the country on terrestrial radio and AMFM affiliates, not to mention the Internet around the world. Two incredible guests today. We're talking about the El Conservador talk show host. His name is George Rodriguez. He's a constitutional conservative native Texan of Mexican descent. He loves to confront and expose liberals fake news, and racist minorities. He'll be co-hosting the broadcast in place of the good Sheriff Richard Mack today. Uh, George Rodriguez, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show, sir. Invitation. We also have Sid Miller, the one and only with us. And Sid is the uh, Commissioner of Agriculture for the great state of Texas. TexasAgriculture.com to learn more about Sid. He's a, a rodeo rider, a Christian, a lifelong Texan. He's been in uh, politics, standing for conservative values for a long time. Uh, Mr. Miller, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show, sir. Good morning, guys. Good to be with you. Thank you so much. Now, we had this headline from the New York Post that just came out. Um, Alexander Soros, son of George Soros, is now hanging out at the White House. He's been there 14 confirmed plus times hanging out with Joe since Joe took office. I'm very concerned about that and concerned to the sovereignty of the United States with that kind of stuff happening. Sid, let's start with you. What do you say to that? Well, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on in those meetings, but I, I suspect that he's, he's a mule for his dad. You know, he doesn't want to send these messages over the internet, doesn't want them possibly recorded over the phone. So, He's uh, he's faring uh, information back and forth between, uh, of course, George Soros and, and the president and the president's staff. Uh, that's that would be what I would suspect. I don't know any other reason why you need to go that many times. My other question would be, why on earth would someone like, um, you know, George Soros, son, Alex Soros, uh, is, is this guy even an American citizen? I don't think so. Uh, why would he get uh, virtually carte blanche access to the White House? But guys like. George Rodriguez uh, doesn't get the chance to visit and influence Joe Biden. Uh, George, what do you say to that, sir? Well, of course, knowing what we know about uh, George Soros and his record, uh, the uh, absolute uh, hatred that he's got for our country, for our Constitution. I mean, it's very disturbing to hear that uh, that someone like his son is uh, is a frequent guest to the uh, uh, to the White House. You know, we this this is a matter that should be investigated. I mean, what is this guy uh, doing? What is he? Uh, what are they discussing? Uh, is he a foreign agent? Uh, and if he is, is he registered? I mean, these are things that uh, that uh, should be red flags. Of course, the liberal media is never going to talk about that stuff. Uh, it, it, they very conveniently are, are worried about uh, uh, about gun control, uh, and they never they never worry about the actual efforts by uh, foreign countries to come in and control us. So uh, it, this is this is something that's very, very disturbing in my book. Uh, Mr. Miller, we talk about that, plus the, uh, in my opinion, pages 
of classified documents. Uh, they really beat up Donald Trump for that. But when it came to Joe Biden, it was like, oh, you know what? Joe was super responsible with his <laughs> leak of classified documents. Um, and then you find out he's meeting with Alex Soros. You put those two together and you get a very scary picture. Well, absolutely. It's, you know, it's so bad for thee, but not for me, right? <laughs> they they like to, you know, the other side likes to accuse us of what they are doing. Think about that a minute. They, they were accusing Donald Trump exactly what Joe Biden was, was doing himself. It's it's old, it's old bait and switch, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So uh, not surprising to me. Uh, if it wasn't so serious, it, it would be comical. Uh, it, obviously not comical. It's very classified information is, is very serious. The difference between those two is the president, Donald Trump, uh, has the power to declassify anything he wants and take anything anywhere, anytime he wants. That, that, that he's the only person that can do that. Now, Joe Biden, uh, he's also president, but his classified information uh, was obtained when he was not president, uh, when he was a sitting uh, senator, which is a big no-no. You can't do that. You, he can't. At that time, he did not have the power to declassify anything. So uh, it's it's very very different situation. Uh, I, I would say that uh, uh, what Joe Biden did, having those uncla- those classified documents, much more egregious than than President Trump. Because President Trump certainly has the power to to declassify anything. Uh, Joe Biden did not. He was. Uh, uh, that is a, uh, uh, you know, very serious offense. Now, Joe Biden, in his old age, uh, there becomes some mental lapses that we have there. I'm not here to attack the president on that, but I am here to say that to me is a national security crisis to have someone with these mental and judgment lapses being the commander in chief uh, in control of the freest, most prosperous, greatest military uh, oriented nation. Uh, in the world, uh, and to have that, to me, it's a national security crisis, Mr. Miller. Well, it, it certainly possibly could be. We we have no idea of what were in those documents or what he was doing with them or why, why he still had them. Uh, but they, they were safe. They were in his garage, you know, with, with his Corvette locked up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This, this. That, that was his words. As he said, when they were safe, they were in my garage. I, I kept it locked up because I had my Corvette in there. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, this is, <laughs> uh, there, there's no end to the hypocrisy of, of the left. <laughs> the effort to undermine our sovereignty, George, seems to be underway in spades. The reality of the border crisis comes to mind. One of the front and center issues, sir. I, you know, this whole situation with, uh, wanting to protect uh, uh, the issue of, of uh, criminal civil rights. We, here in San Antonio, we've got a situation where we've got a uh, proposal on the table by uh, the leftist organizations who want to um, uh, further constrict and limit the police. There is this effort to, uh, to determine how many uh, criminals can actually go to, to prison. I mean, they actually have that in the Charter Amendment that they want to pass, that, uh, that they don't want to uh, overcrowd the jails. On the other hand, there is no effort to find out who the heck is crossing the border and, uh, and being processed through a, um, a, uh, a uh, program that we've got here in San Antonio called uh, the uh, Migrant Center. 
we don't know who is, is, is in there. They are there for three days before they are given, courtesy of the taxpayer, uh, travel funds to go on to, the, uh, to their final destination. They, uh, there is no uh, uh, checking of them. The uh, sheriff of San Antonio, uh, Javier Salazar, who is a, a Democrat, has actually gone out and uh, accused uh, the, the uh, Florida governor, DeSantis, of uh, human trafficking uh, because DeSantis bought some tickets for some of the, uh, these uh, illegal aliens to go to, uh, to jobs in Martha's Vineyard, and he didn't like that. I mean, if he wanted to, do, to investigate anything, he ought to go out there and investigate how many child molesters are crossing the border, how many terrorists. And uh, one of the things that, have, that uh, has been reported lately uh, are the number of Chinese nationals that are crossing the border. All of them, all of these people are, uh, these Venezuelans, these Cubans, these Haitians, the vast majority are young men of military age. What the heck are they doing here? Who is vetting them to find out... Uh, you know what? Uh, what kind of uh, uh, of uh, resettlement are they going to take uh, here in the United States? What are they going to be up to? The other thing is that in the past two days, this morning I read about another uh, another actor uh, who was in the Sopranos uh, show uh, who died of fentanyl. This guy died over a year ago, and it was not reported till now. Coolio, uh, who the the rapper, died of fentanyl. Uh, a couple of months ago, and that was not reported until now. Uh, you know, not only do you have heaven knows who crossing the border as, as the individual, then you've got all these drugs that are killing people. And uh, I don't know when the media or the folks are going to wake up. And I, it certainly doesn't look like uh, like the Bidens uh, care anything, Hunter, Hunter Biden included, because, I mean, you've got this uh, this character visiting them who clearly, clearly wants to undermine the United States. And then you've got their policies certainly reflecting that kind of uh, of uh, 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 of goal, uh, open borders. Now, Mr. Miller, it seems like a clear indication that they're they've got an effort to really undermine our sovereignty. Um, the border is a great example. You folks in Texas have been doing a great job trying to stop this, standing together, do you know, speaking out as boldly as you can, but at the same time. Uh, Joe Biden comes to the border. He comes at a time when it doesn't really matter. He doesn't really see what's happening at the border, so he's completely clueless. Uh, but I think George is right. There are terrorists, Chinese nationals uh, coming into the country. They're buying land in Texas. I mean, there is an overrun, sir. Well, this, you know, it's, it's pitiful. It's, it's never been in worse shape than it is now. But but it's easy to fix. I mean, I, I can fix it. I mean, it's, it's this is an easy fix. People forget that. All we have to do is reinstate the Trump era policies. That's it. It was working. We had it shut off to a, a mere trickle when, when Trump was president. So, you know, and this, this is something I know about. When I was a lawmaker, I chaired a, a committee called uh, Homeland Security and Public Safety. This was under Governor Rick Perry. We were charged with uh, securing the Texas border because the federal government, the Obama administration would not do it. Uh, our they were just, you know, bringing again same same story, second verse, you know, illegal drugs, uh, human trafficking. So, what we did, and it worked very well, we divided that 1,200 mile stretch of, of Rio Grande into 200 mile sections. We put uh, Texas Rangers in charge of each one of those sections. We put in joint operation centers 
because none of the law enforcement could talk to each other. They weren't even on the same frequency, didn't even have the same radio capability. So we put everybody in, in, in one, uh, one office building, and we divided up the uh, duties. So our, our DPS, our, our troopers, we patrol the air. We provide the helicopters. So we, we flew the river and, and did reconnaissance there. Parks and wildlife were embedded in the brush. Uh, you know, Border Patrol had their mission. ICE had their mission. The local sheriffs and municipalities, they, they had a, a different mission. And we were very successful. Uh, one of the things I did is when I was chairman is reconstituted the Texas Navy. <laughs> we put gu- put gunboats on, on the river to stop the splashdowns and, and the illegal drugs that they would run out in, into the river and, and uh, uh, you know, the rouse would come out and the snipers would shoot at our troopers. That pretty much shut that down. If you haven't ever seen one of those, you ought to Google it. It's a, a DPS gunboat. They're, they have three machine gun turrets on them, Kevlar coated, three, 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 300 horsepower, 900 horsepower outboard engines on, on those boats. They're, so we need more of those. Uh, we know how to shut this down, but it, it's, um, it's pitiful. We've spent, you know, the state of Texas has spent several billion dollars in the last eight years uh, under Abbott, and it's it's worse than it's ever been. Uh, we we need to uh, reinstitute the Trump era policies and, and get this back under control, like it was when when Trump was president. What about the impact on our food supply? You know, some of the biggest food suppliers are owned by the Chinese communists, etc. You got illegals crossing the border, and, and every one of those folks need food too. Uh, being the uh, agriculture commissioner, what do you say from a food point of view? Well, this is something I talk about just about every day. Our largest pork producer in the United States, Smithville Foods. Guess who owns it? The Chinese own that. Uh, our largest pork producer. I mean, how stupid is that to allow your uh, enemies to control one of your, you know, your pork? I mean, that, that's just crazy. And on top of that, we're allowing them to buy our, our farmland. You know, here in Texas, they bought a, uh, a re, uh, former military official from China, purchased 140,000 acres. Even by Texas, uh, they were going to put a uh, wind farm on it. Uh, they it, This land right next to Laughlin Air Force Base, Del Rio, Texas. So, number one, it gives them access to our food sources. Number two, access to our electric grid. And allows it to spy and, 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 and uh, you know, espionage on our military installations. All three of those are bad. I mean, we, we've got to stop this. Fortunately, uh, I've been talking about this for over three years. Finally, we're getting some traction both at the state and federal level. There's two good bills in the uh, Senate, one with uh, Senator Coldcourse, other than by Campbell, uh, that, that would put a stop to our enemies buying our farmland. Same thing is working through the U.S. House and Senate. I've been working with the delegation there. I hosted the uh, Western uh, Congressional Caucus in Fort Worth about three weeks ago. It's the largest, second largest uh, caucus in Congress, 90 members. Uh, we were mainly work, working on the farm bill, but we, we also discussed this, uh, you know, in, in depth. Uh, we, we've got to stop the Chinese any of our enemies from, from buying our farmland. It's just one of the stupidest things we allow happen. You can't buy land in China, even though Canada is our largest foreign landowner. You couldn't even go buy a little cabin on a lake in Canada. If Americans can't buy a property up there. So let's, let's use a little cowboy logic here. Let's say, hey, if we can't buy land in your country, you're not buying any here. Let's just make it reciprocal. Amen to that. George, you want to chime in here? 
I, you know, I've lived in Mexico for two years and uh, it, it, uh, it, it, it opened my eyes as to the anxiety, the envy, the hatred that a lot of these countries have towards uh, our nation. And uh, we need to, you know, there's nothing wrong with an America first or a Texas first, uh, for that matter, a Texas first or an America first policies. And, um, you know, this situation of allowing foreigners to own our property, to control uh, our industries and our agriculture, uh, you know, it, it, again, it is globalists. It is people who do not care about our country. And we need to call it what it is. We need to understand that there is a, a, a deep-seated envy and hatred towards the United States for what it is, for its success uh, in, uh, in the United Nations, in the third world, uh, and certainly in places like Russia and China among their politicians uh, who can't uh, get anything accomplished because of their own stupidity, of their own uh, envy, uh, in their own policies in their own, the, of their own country. We need to defend America first. We need to put uh, our industries, our culture, our people first. And, uh, I, you know, hosting uh, Alexander uh, uh, Soros isn't the answer. <laughs> Sid Miller, what is the top threat facing Americans or our way of life today? I think it's apathy of the American people, not, not caring about the government, not lack of patriotism, lack of love for our country and, and the respect for our flag. And, you know, I, I'll give you a, a good reason to stand for the national anthem. There's 400,000 patriots buried in Arlington National Cemetery. That reason alone is why you need to stand when the national anthem is played. Uh, we've got people that, you know, still burning flags and, and disrespecting our country. Uh, it, it sickens me. We, we've, we've become an immoral society and embrace, uh, you know, uh, so many things that are uh, just abhorrent to me. Uh, I'd like to have our country back. I'd like to see more, more patriotism, uh, just like this Chinese land grab, you know, people argue with me all the time they say well that's a personal property right you should be able to do with your property whatever you want sell it to whoever you want i said well let me tell you something about that patriotism has to come before greed because if we lose our country guess what you won't have any rights not personal property rights first amendment second amendment any amendment i'll be gone so we have to put uh, god and country first uh, over you know our personal profits uh, now those are important. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not making light of those, uh, but we have to maintain our country and be, and maintain being a sovereign nation. George, what do you say? Same question to you. Um, what do you think the biggest threat to the American people is in our way of life right now? Well, I, I agree with Sid. I would add uh, I would add the issue of uh, uh, or the the problem with the news media. The news media promotes the hatred of the United States, the news media and uh, the new, the, uh, the Hollywood culture uh, promotes undermining uh, the values of the United States. Uh, all those things that made us great uh, are, are, are undermined by the media and by the uh, entertainment culture. I mean, all you have to do is just watch the Oscars. Good night. Talk about a, a, a uh, uh, talk about hatred of the United States. You know, this is the situation. 
that the, the problem is that this is what what the common people hear. This is what uh, what young people hear constantly. They are entertained, uh, and and uh, by the entertainment industry that doesn't that is anti-American, as well as uh, the common citizen, the un, uninformed citizen. Uh, all they hear is uh, what uh, the news media reports, and uh, the news media has been completely and totally infiltrated by folks who uh, just hate the United States and its culture. I give a, uh, a public speech called He Who Owns the Media Makes the Rules. I also give another That's one it. called The New Media Takes Center Stage, ladies and gentlemen, because you're right, uh, George, we have got to take the narrative back for the mainstream press. I think Sid we Miller, you're a big icon. In getting, <laughs> amen. You're a we big uh, influencer to get that done as well, Sid, in terms of, of boldly speaking out. How's the media treating you in Texas, uh, Mr. Miller? Well, you know, they've... They're never our friend. You know, there, there's a few good ones out there. We, we know who those are. Count them on, on one hand. Uh, we That's why it's important that people, you know, watch broadcasts like yours here. You, you get the real news out, the real story, uh, what's really going on, the truth. Uh, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's about 90 to 10, uh, you know, liberal news and, and fake news and, and uh, uh you know, but people have kind of got callous to that. They they see through that. People have, have learned to to sift their news and and, and uh, go through it and, and pick out the the chaff. What's the chaff and what's the wheat? So you're the wheat, and we appreciate that. Cowboy logic is one of Sid Miller's phrases that he uses. We've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that our sovereignty is at stake. We need to stand up. Solutions are next. I'm talking to Sid Miller, Agriculture Commissioner for the great state of Texas. We're also talking to George Rodriguez, host of ElConservador.net talk show. We'll talk more in seconds on The Sheriff Mack Show. Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals. Mike Adams of NaturalNews.com says, 2020 has shown us that we must prepare for the unexpected. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your fiscal security during the coming financial pandemic. Shipments of real gold and silver are delivered safely, discreetly, and securely right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. The Cali Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Cali Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Cali Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Cali Key. The Cali Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet as suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at CaliKey.com with free shipping. Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. 
Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer is the Bivy Stick at sat123.com. The Bivy Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bivy Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit sat123.com to get one while they're still available. Two incredible guests today, ladies and gentlemen, on the Sheriff Mack Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. Sid Miller, Agriculture Commissioner for the great state of Texas, and George Rodriguez, well-known talk show host in his own right on AMFM Affiliates and more. ElConservador.net, his talk show to learn more about that. Uh, the reality of the border crisis is serious, folks. And what's interesting to me is when we talk about the top threat facing the American people in our way of life, I asked both these gentlemen that question. I want to answer it from my perspective, too. I believe that it's a spiritual warfare uh, discussion. I think the top issue facing us is we haven't taught the people about Christ. We haven't doubled down on our Judeo-Christian reality as a nation. You know what? You can believe in Jesus or not, but that should be the fundamental go-to for solutions. Um, We look at school shootings all over the nation, uh, and I hear basically people just going, oh, you know what? we got to get the guns out of everybody's hands. Uh, even the NBA now, coaches are speaking out. Um, the Spurs coach speak, saying, oh, man, got to get rid of gun." No, what we got to do is teach people about Christ, teach people the Ten Commandments, Sid Miller. Well, I, I certainly agree with that. Uh, you know, this we were founded on godly principles. Our founding fathers were, you know, uh, definitely grounded, uh, looked to Scripture to set up our nation. Uh, we were... Uh, uh, and we've been blessed for over 200 years, uh, the longest single form of, of, of government uh, without without changes. So we, we've got a good deal going here, but we're getting too far away from our, our founding fathers and, and, and what they meant. So it, it, it is time we, we turn back to God. We ask for his favor. Uh, you know, uh, the problem is our gods are just and fair God. And I kind of feel that he may not be too happy with us right now. So yeah, we uh, reap the whirlwind when we ignore him better. We, when we ignore him, we reap the whirlwind and and, uh, we're in peril as a a result of our actions. But you guys are working really hard in Texas on efforts of having armed staff in schools to prevent these shootings or to stop them quicker when that, once they happen, right? Well, this, this is something that's always bothered me. A lot of your listeners may not know, but I'm, I'm responsible for 5 million school meals each day. We run the school lunch program, school breakfast program, a lot of the nutrition programs. And it's always bothered me ever since that very first school shooting about 20 years ago in Columbine. If you remember, that happened in the school cafeteria. So that is our most vulnerable location when it comes to our schools. Very predictable to the very minute how many kids are going to be in there. You know, they usually got one teacher for 40 kids, so it's – it's a very, very soft target. Uh, so I have uh, 
come up with a proposal to put an armed guard in every school cafeteria across the nation. Now, we've got some bills working through the Texas House uh, that address that. I presented this to uh, Chairman G.T. Thompson, who chairs the the Agriculture Committee in in the uh, U.S. House uh, at the uh, Congressional Caucus, Western Congressional Caucus. Uh, He really liked that idea. He thought it's something that that we could do. So uh, maybe in our our, uh, negotiations in the Farm Bill, which is going on now, uh, we can we can harden our schools. Now, there, there's other. That's not the only way to do it. I think that's a that's a good start. Uh, there are other bills working through the Texas House to do sim- similar uh, uh, actions uh, to make sure that our, our children are, are most effective. We also uh, working not only on making our schools safe, but ad- addressing the suicide rate, uh, mental health, which directly you know connects to these school shootings uh the two highest rates of suicide in the nation are veterans and our farmers and so when i say that about farmers people are shocked well what what i thought farmers had it made well i'll give you an example say you're a fourth fifth sixth generation farmer you've just missed three crop three crop failures the bank's done with you you can't get it three finance and now it looks like it's going to be on the auction block and, and you're losing the family heritage. You know, it was your responsibility to carry on uh, and, and pass the family legacy, farm, ranch, whatever it is, to the next generation. And it's just a lot of burden. It's really a lot of burden for someone to bury in that situation. So what I've done, I, I've reached out. Uh, we, I have set up a separate, it's a, yeah, it's a suicide hotline, but we don't call it that. We call it the Agri-Stress Helpline. Uh, you can go to our website, texasagriculture.gov, uh, get a link to that, get the number. And what's different about this one, uh, when a farmer calls this hotline, it's it, I've got it running in five states. So uh, we, we hope to get it expanded all across the U.S. But when that person answers on the other end, it's someone that understands agriculture. And they know where the resources are and where to get you help. You know, they, they can talk about the, the perils and the and the pitfalls of, of farming and ranching life, and, and they can relate to you. So it's quite different than most hotlines. We uh, got this up and running about two weeks before the school shooting in Uvalde. Uh, we were able to get uh, full-page ads there for several weeks in, in their local paper, uh, and that was that was where we launched it. Uh, so far, we, we have uh, kept over 60 people from committing suicide uh, by addressing mental health. Uh, I also run the Office of Rural Health Care. We're responsible for health care in 191 rural counties across the state. So we're also not only on, on physical health, but we're working diligently on mental health. And that's that's we have to address this thing from, from both ends. Uh, most all of these shooters, you know, have mental problems. So we've got to do a better job addressing that. You're right about that. Yesterday on my radio program, Liberty Roundtable Live, I discussed this huge study that just came out. Uh, nearly half of Generation Z does not identify as religious. Now, it turns out that the trend is not surprising because they're not getting rid of religion. They're just replacing it with another religion. They're definitely evangelizing. It's just not Christianity is the problem. 48.5% of Gen Z does not identify with a religion. They're agnostic, atheist, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's not that they're not religious, it's that they picked a different religion. You know what? 
um, they are picking a religion of, um, you know, climate change, a religion of social media, or in other words, an ideal idol type religion uh, or a secular uh, religion. But you know what? As faith declines for Gen Z, so does mental health. Okay, there's a greater suicidal ideation among these people that have embraced this, more so than the rest of the population. Um, loneliness, despair, unhappiness, it's all happening. This is a spiritual warfare discussion, George. It is. Uh, there was a famous anthropologist, uh, Margaret Mead, that once said that the most important thing out of all the cultures she studied across the world, uh, whether it was in a jungle or in a city, the thing that people craved the most was the sense of self, uh, of self-worth, of feeling uh, safe uh, within themselves. And secularism just doesn't allow that. I mean, when you, th- when you tell somebody that uh, they need to do something to stop the climate from changing, I mean, guess what? Human beings can't stop the climate from changing. I mean, it's going to rain. I mean, come down to South Texas, you know, we, we've had winter and, and, uh, and summer all uh, within the same month. It is insane. And people, you know, again, the uh, when there's also the failure in the home uh, with with the children, with with the the uh, the family, uh, again, the people, the individual doesn't feel safe and they act out. And when people do not feel uh, when when they are uh, insecure socially, spiritually, uh, they will act out and uh, government can't fix that. Uh, I, I really, you know, uh, I, I really speak out strongly about the culture uh, I, in the Hispanic community. Uh, the family has always been primary until now. Now, uh, people like uh, the Castro family, uh, Joaquin and Julian, uh, the congressman, uh, the former mayor, uh, they speak out against, uh, they, they speak out in favor of, uh, of the government doing things that the family should be doing. And, uh, you know, they literally undermine the family. And, I mean, you know, they're the ones that are always screaming about Chicano, being proud of being Chicano. Well, how about uh, supporting the Chicano culture of being uh, of having a, a strong family? The, uh, the spiritual warfare is very real, and we need, we need to confront it. Sid Miller, this is a serious spiritual battle we're discussing, in my opinion. What's funny to me is instead of turning to God, why do Americans seem to all have a therapist these days? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy, uh, Mr. Miller. Well, I honestly can say I've never been to a therapist. <laughs> I, uh, none of my family growing up. Or, uh, I, I, I think we just got soft, Sam. We're just a soft society. We're not tough. We're not hardened like we used to be. You know, we, uh, uh, we got man bones of all things you know, <laughs> instead of crew cuts <laughs> it's, it's well the uh, separation uh, of church and state sad, comes to mind laughing. too though uh said yeah, that the separation is. of church and state comes to mind though this is where they've kind of divorced us from religion and, and all aspects of life in the first place starting with our schools right well and it, that's the plan you know is to undermine society if you if you want to take over society you, you've got to you know you've got to take away religion and guns uh, if, you, if you can get rid of those two, it's pretty easy sailing. They know what they're doing. They really do. And they're getting pretty good at it, unfortunately. George, you want to chime in and ask uh, Sid some questions here? 
Yeah, when are you coming down to San Antonio? I got to interview him on my show. <laughs> we'll get you on the calendar. No problem. <laughs> you can do so it by getting people on the calendar. Speaking of getting people on the calendar, we have two big events coming up for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPO8.org, coming up middle of the month, 18th and 19th in Wood County, Texas, and then the 20th, uh, 21st uh, in uh, Zapata, uh, Texas. We've got two incredible issues. We'll be discussing the border. We'll be discussing the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association uh, solution uh, when it comes to out-of-control overreach by the government. We're talking about nullify now issues. We're talking about uh, training on one's oath of office. That's important as well. We'll be talking a lot about the border because there's a big border uh, event for sheriffs and law enforcement folks uh, coming up uh, in Texas. Um, At the same time, we've got a lot cooking, Sid Miller. Sounds like you got got a real real busy schedule there, but it's all good stuff, and, and we, we appreciate you uh, addressing those uh, issues. Uh, that association, out, outstanding association. I've I've been to those events before. If any, I recommend anybody that can uh, try to attend one, uh, if it's in within driving distance. It'll be well worth worth your time. All right, we'll get the information up on cspa.org. It is a private event. Uh, but we're uh, inviting certain people to the event, so get a hold of us for more on that. As far as I understand, Mr. Miller, you're going to be speaking at some of these events too, right? I believe that's on the, on the schedule. Yes, sir. Be, be glad to do it and looking forward to it, actually. All right. That's fantastic. George, you'll be there and speaking as well, right? Yep. I'm speaking uh, in uh, in Zapata, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, these sheriffs have become real close friends of mine. Uh, I have so much respect for them. Uh, and uh, the work that they do, it's become so much more uh, increasingly dangerous, uh, all because uh, the uh, Biden administration continues to uh, encourage and allow uh, this, uh, this border crisis. And uh, these sheriffs are on the front line. Uh, I really feel bad for the um, Border Patrol agents. I remember uh, when I worked in the Reagan administration that I used to visit uh, Border Patrol uh, outposts. And that was, a, that was in the days when people used to run away, the illegal aliens, the mojados, as we used to call them, used to run away and hide. Now they walk up to the uh, Border Patrol agent and introduce themselves and ask for asylum, uh, even though we all know that uh, they're not going to qualify for asylum, but they're going to get into the United States and disappear. That's what they tend to do, and that's creating the crisis we have in America today, and the liberals pretended there wasn't a crisis. Uh, until Abbott and others started busing illegals to their communities, and then they changed their tune, forced them to leave their communities, and realized and admitted there was a crisis. Uh, but, you know, this defund the police movement, I think, is at the heart of a lot of this, too. How do we defund the cops, but yet bring in all kinds of malcontents, uh, terrorists, illegals, etc.? cetera? Um, you know, there's some people that want to come for a better way of life, and I respect that. But we need to shut the illegal door down uh, and appropriately address legal immigration. Um, but how does that couple with the defund the police movement, George? Well, obviously, I mean, the, the, it, it is an obvious attempt, and I play this at the, hand, at the feet of uh, the Soros family. It is an attempt to destroy America's justice system. I mean, the whole thing, they really, really took flight. Uh, these, these leftists took flight uh, when uh, the George Floyd incident occurred, and as tragic and as bad as that was, it did not rise to the level 
of uh, defunding the entire police, the police uh, uh, system in the United States, the local police system. Yet that's exactly what it's done. Now we look at it uh, three years later and look at all of these communities that went all out to defund the police. Look at what condition they're in. San Francisco, uh, Chicago, uh, Portland. I mean, all of these communities are, are all suffering economically as people are getting out of these communities that have become unsafe. Now we're going to add foreigners. I mean, don't we have enough criminals that we don't, that we're now going to import uh, criminals from, from foreign countries? Well, that's right. And Sid Miller, there's two uh, headlines that come to mind for this. One is even Democrats now realize the foolishness of the defund the police movement. And the second headline says this, defund the police encounters resistance as violent crime spikes. Um, this is coupled together too, isn't it? Well, I mean, come on, what what do you expect? <laughs> do away with the police, of course crime is going to go up. You can't you know, you can't not have that. I mean, it's just, who, who thinks of this stuff? I mean, who thinks that's a good idea? I mean, come on. I mean, what, what are you smoking? This is crazy. Uh, who, why do you want to defund the police so you, we can have more crime? Who wants more crime? Even the Democrats are thinking, oh, you know, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> they just broke into my store. Or I got my car stolen or, you know, somebody broke into my house. I, I, I didn't mean me. You know, not me. <laughs> Just defund everybody else. Now, I want, I want police protection. So they're, they're kind of having some regrets. It's, it's kind of comical, actually, to see them back. Are we going to have to wait for Donald Trump in 2024 before we can seal the border and stop this illegal criminal activity going on? Said Miller. Abs- absolutely, it's not going to get any better under Biden. Uh, oh, I saw, saw the exchange between the. Uh, Mayorkas and, and Ted Cruz, he, he just obliterated him. Uh, they just don't care. I mean, they want open borders. They want as many, get as many in here as they possibly can, as soon as they can, including, you know, the Chinese. They're coming from all over. It's not just, you know, uh, Me- Mexicans and South, sent from South America. They're coming from all over the world. And they're just pouring in. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's almost... Well, if we tried to stop it, it would take a while to, to choke that back down. Uh, it's just overwhelming numbers. The numbers are so huge. Uh, I don't know what the real numbers are. I've, I've seen as many as 15 million, 10 million, 7 million. Uh, just, just pick a number. And who knows uh, who's right. I'm, I'm sure they're, they're downplaying the numbers just like they, they, they downplay the crime stats along the border. Uh, I've seen that firsthand, several of those cities down there. They don't want you to know the real crime rate because, you know, tourism would go away. Uh, students wouldn't come to the University of Texas, El Paso. Businesses would leave. Uh, just just so your, your readers, I mean, your listeners know uh, about, what was it, George? Three weeks ago, the Department of Public Safety came out with a statement, do not go to Mexico. Stay out of the yeah. Do not go down there. It's not safe. <laughs> well, that's right. Well, and that's speaking right. of that, George, I know you got to fly in just a minute, but George Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen, is an American. He is a Mexican descent, though, and you spend your time educating people on the reality of this. For me to be against illegal activity on the border uh, and illegals coming into America, that doesn't mean that I'm a racist. That's what they want to manipulate this into because I'm white. But the truth is it's an illegal discussion, isn't it, George? 
It is. It's, you know, a country without a border. It ceases to be a country. This is not about, uh, this is not about uh, race or ethnicity. This is about people of all nationalities that have come to the United States, of German background, whether you're of British background, whether you're of uh, Mexican background, you come to the United States and you become an, an American citizen. And once you become an American citizen, you worry and you, you want to the progress of your nation, the economy of the nation, the, uh, the, the foreign military strength of your nation, the defense of your nation. And uh, somehow uh, we've been divided tribally into, uh, in, into groups by the left. And uh, we are not supposed to be uh, uh, defending or protecting the border because people that are crossing the border look alike, look like me. The heck with that. That's stupidity. Uh, you know, it's all about culture. If, uh, you know, I get into some real heated discussions with some of these uh, Hispanic nationalists, as, as I call them, who think that uh, the Hispanic culture is so great and uh, speaking Spanish and being American is uh, something that uh, you that cannot be combined. Well, I got news for you. If the culture of the Aztecs was so great, why didn't they discover Europe? You know, this is the, the fact of the matter is that Judeo-Christian Western culture thinking was what made uh, the West better and, and certainly would help the American uh, uh, government get, uh, get going, get founded. Uh, John, uh, John Smith, John Locke, uh, all of these uh, philosophers were what laid the foundation for our, uh, for our system of government, which has been the best the world has ever known. If you can't see that, if you don't accept it, I'm not sure what I can tell you. George Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen, talk show host in his own right. He's got to fly to a speaking engagement. Give out your website for your show, and then we'll have you back, George. Once again, it's George Rodriguez. Uh, on KLUP 930 AM radio or George Rodriguez at georgerodriguez.net on the uh, uh, on social media. georgerodriguez.net Exactly. Excellent. All right. We'll talk to you soon, sir. I know George has got to fly. Sid Miller, let's finish with you. What can we do as Americans and Texans on the border besides educate, educate, educate? I know that it's being undermined by Biden and team at the national level. Uh, I wish Abbott and others were stronger uh, like you would be, uh, et cetera. They're doing some, but not enough in my mind. How do we kind of align that and what can we do, Sid Miller? Well, you, you need to get involved. We have we mentioned this earlier, too much apathy. Uh, get on a first-name basis with your congressman, your state rep, the state senators. Uh, be engaged at the local level. Uh, follow me uh, on, on Facebook. We reach several million people a month. Miller for Texas, F-O-R, Miller for Texas. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can go to our, our official page, texasagriculture.com gov uh, get all, all the information there uh, just be engaged and be a patriot all right i believe this is a spiritual warfare issue uh, i think we really got to turn to god almighty to solve this sid miller we'll look forward to your speech coming up at the sheriff mac slash cspoa events uh, thank you so much for your time sir there he goes sid miller doing a phenomenal job
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. There's so much going on, so little time. Incredible, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, interview with Sid Miller of Texas. He is the Agriculture Commissioner. Um, we also had George Rodriguez on. He's an incredible talk show host in his own right on AMFM uh, affiliates. Uh, he does a blog talk show. Others are picking up his show um all over the country, uh, and he is really speaking out. He does a radio program that's called El Conservador, uh, which I think is a cool name for a show, by the way. He's a constitutional conservative Texan of Mexican descent who loves to confront and expose liberals, fake news, and racist minorities, folks. And that's really the reality. This guy is saying, hey, you know what? These guys are racist, these minorities. They think somehow they should have carte blanche access to America. They shouldn't. Um, he's a longtime San Antonio-based activist, folks. And you know what? He's always practiced what he preaches, which is local response 
to the political issues of our day. Yeah, you know what, in general, it's fine to talk about the national, but really, solutions happen at the local level, and George really highlights that proof. Sid Miller with us, Texas Commissioner, texasagriculture.com to learn more about what they're doing over there. Really, though, when the communist Chinese owns some of the largest food producers, when the communist Chinese starts to own our land, when illegals start, then they start talking about defunding the cops and flooding us with the illegals. There is an intentional undermining of the sovereignty of America. Joe Biden and team at the helm of it, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious indeed. We kind of ask, why do all Americans seem to have a therapist? Highlighting this reality, police encounters, you know what, are happening at an ever-increasing rates as violent crime spikes. We've got to back the cops and stop this stuff. We have got to do something different. If you want a different outcome, you got to behave differently. I'm telling you that right now. So incredible interview on TV with the Sheriff Mack Show, uh, now on Brighty on Radio and et cetera. Next hour, we've got a whole lot to cover. News the networks refuse to use will be straight ahead with that. Man, there's so much information, so many people, so many things. But this is a spiritual battle. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. And I really like the previous shows we've uh, done about staking. If you haven't heard about that, it's a spiritual effort to stake the corners of properties uh, and dedicate those properties to God. It's kind of like God's tent of protection for the faithful when they use um, Scripture as their uh, backing for their efforts. And they dedicate symbolically uh, these properties and grounds to God. Uh, And literally there's a serious decrease in crime rates when you do this. There is a real turn to God and repenting and a a humbling by the American people to realize that with God, we're successful. Without God, we're in serious trouble. And it's interesting to me when we talk about gun control or any of these other issues on a daily basis, whether it's defund the cops or any of these issues, you got to turn to God, family, and country, folks. By the way, CSPOA.org, we have two incredible events coming up in Texas. We'd like you to personally be there. We'll have that information up as soon as we can. Thanks for being alongside for the ride on Hour 1 of Liberty Roundtable Live, simulcast with the Sheriff Mac Show. I am Sam Bushman. Hour 1 of the can, Hour 2 coming up. LovingLiberty.net and LibertyRoundtable.com. Folks, donate liberally. We need every penny to grow our presence in the media. The new media is indeed taking center stage. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for April the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two at two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, as you know. Last hour, incredible TV slash radio interview with the incredible Sid Miller, Agriculture Commissioner of the great state of Texas.
Also, uh, our wow, new friend, George Rodriguez, talk show host in his own right, doing a great job as well. Uh, and so whenever we do the TV, I don't do a recap of the previous show because it's just, hey, we only have limited time on TV, right? So I want to go back and talk about yesterday's show. Uh, we had on Dr. Scott Bradley, talked about a bunch of things relating to spirituality, relating to Easter, uh, relating to these issues about, A, society is turning anti or a Christian. It's a tragic reality. The only solution is to turn back to God Almighty. We then second hour had on Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org, doing a phenomenal job. And we talked about the mission of Campaign for Liberty, which I just find so incredible. The mission of Campaign for Liberty is to promote and defend the great American principles of individual liberty, constitutional government, sound money, free markets, and a constitutional foreign policy by means of education, issue advocacy, and grassroots mobilization. I mean, it is a tremendous mission over at CampaignForLiberty.org. And we talked about this David Christopher, Dr. Christopher's son, who taught health at the Highland meeting. There's a meeting that takes place in our area. Two, three, four, five hundred people attend every month. And this time they talked about health. We talked about eat healthful foods. Now, not helpful, healthful, like healthy, healthful foods. Eat healthful foods from God's garden to obtain the blessings of health. And we talked about the diet that he promotes. His signature teaching, if you will, or the teaching of his father that he continues with, is called the mucusless diet, ladies and gentlemen. And the mucusless diet really is no salt, no eggs. No sugar, no meat, no dairy, and no flour. <laughs> Lots of vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds, especially when they're sprouted. Very, very fascinating dietary guidelines. Uh, I don't eat that way. I eat meat and cheese and, and that kind of stuff and cream and, and get the best fats that I can get. Uh, but I agree a more plant-based diet is the way to go. I agree that getting rid of sugar uh, and modern-day breads in our society, uh, getting rid of packaged foods, uh, getting rid of, you know, a lot of that is very, very good indeed. Uh, but he highlights this point about milk, too. You know, we're the only mammal, whatever you want to call it, that eats or drinks milk from another. Uh, it doesn't help you, folks. Not good for you. Too fattening. Good for a cow. Not good for you is the point. Anyway, we talked about that in detail. We also talked about this incredible article on LewRockwell.com. The Restrict Act restricts more than TikTok, folks. You've got to push your congressmen and senators to reject the Restrict Act. Yeah. Uh, The Restrict Act is a problem, and it's true that the communist Chinese are collecting data on we the people. There's no doubt about all that. However, you know what? It's equally true that the United States has been spying on its citizens for decades. Yeah, they've been collecting data on you and I for years and years via these social media platforms. The government's been doing it via your phone lines, all kinds of ways of spying on we the people. These cameras that relate to people speeding also relate it to this. It's just, it's tragic, folks. It's out of control. All right, we talked about that. We all talked about the hero's journey. 
James H. Kunstler wrote this at LouRockwell.com, The Hero's Journey, uh, and it's talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He uh, is running for president, interestingly enough, on the Democratic ticket. Now, I'm not normally for the Democrats or the Republicans, but he says this. If I run, my top priority will be, listen to me, to end the corrupt merger between state and corporate powers. That has, by the way, ruined our economy, shattered the middle class, polluted our landscapes and waters, poisoned our children, and robbed us of our values and our freedoms. Wow. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You know, I'm not really for backing Kennedys, but wow. Democrat J.F. Kennedy uh, tried to get the $2 bill in place, which would have jettisoned the Federal Reserve and created United States notes instead, getting rid of the ever-increasing interest on our debt. Uh, of course, they killed him for it. Sad but true. Uh, now Robert F. Kennedy trying, Jr. trying to stand up boldly, too. Maybe it isn't about Republican and Democrat after all, huh? I've known that forever, but what about you? Do you realize that? Anyway, I commend him for standing against the vaccines. I commend him for his... Um, standing up for what he believes in. We also talked about the organic prepper, folks. While everyone's distracted, the dollar is dying. Daisy Luther with this incredible article, highlighting that the world is rapidly dumping the dollar. And that's a economic disaster, to say the least. Now, I believe that's true. Um, we're facing the incoming financial collapse. When it'll happen, I don't know. How severe it will be, I, again, don't know. But I know that it's coming, folks. The demise of the dollar is underway. But keep in mind, it's like a massive corporation. And I want to use IBM as an example. You know, IBM back in the day was like the big company in the 80s. It was huge. And then IBM kind of fell out of favor. Now, they're still huge. They're still involved in a lot of things behind the scenes, but you don't know about IBM from a day-to-day point of view, really. You think, oh, that's a company from a long time ago. No, they're still huge, and they're still around, and they're still very influential. But they tried to create an operating system com- to complete, or I'm sorry, to compete with Windows and Linux and other operating systems. And I can't remember what it was called, OS2, something like that. Anyway, and that system failed and, and didn't win. It's kind of like beta and VHS battles, beta lost VHS one. You didn't hear much about beta, but beta was better. So was the IBM operating system. It was better too, but it lost uh, the marketing battles. And anyway, so you don't hear much about IBM, but they're still around. They're still huge. These huge companies don't just go away. They just kind of fall out of favor more, but they don't really die, right? Well, anyway, I bring that up because that's the case with the United States dollar. It is so huge, used by so many countries. It's become the... Um, currency of the world and it has been because we've forced folks to trade petrodollars for oil the american dollar for oil uh it isn't backed by constitutional money gold and silver but it is by oil and so it's still got a massive mainstay around the world and it's not going away anytime soon Uh, yes it's true there's eight countries half of the world's population that are starting to trade in other denominations than the u.s dollar which is a serious serious concern But it won't tank overnight, though. I don't want you to believe in this all-or-nothing reality, okay? Ryan McMakin writes about this. 
why the regime needs the dollar to be the global reserve currency. And he highlights this reality, this point that I'm um, echoing that he, that he highlights, which says this, often discussion about the dollar's reserve status creates a, quote, false dichotomy between total domination of the global monetary system on one hand and complete abandonment of the dollar on the other hand. Neither are true, he says. Yes, Washington is addicted to deficit spending, monetary inflation, and international meddling in the name of U.S. primacy or supremacy and war. There's no doubt about all that. But I don't want you to think the dollar is going away tomorrow, folks, because it's not. And I don't want you to think just because countries are abandoning the dollar that it means curtains. That all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, man, it's over or whatever. That isn't the way it works. Okay, that isn't how it happens. Uh, the dollar will be around for a good long time. But it will slowly decouple. And as it does, we're going to pay for it in interest rate hikes. We're going to pay for it in a, a lot of other ways. But remember, the United States is a big enough country to where we don't really need international commerce and trade to function. 330 plus million people. We could have our own internal economy. Uh, we could make our own products and not really worry about what happens in the world. You know that? Oh, man, I'm, I'm cranking up discussions of Freedom Fest also, folks, coming up in July. Uh, and people are calling me about that. No, I mean, there's just so much to cover, so little time. We've got our events coming up in Texas. Uh, we've got the Freedom Fest coming up in Tennessee in July. Freedomfest.com. Get your tickets today. I'd love to see you there. Um, but anyway, I digress. So we're talking about this economic system. By the way, Freedom Fest is one of the biggest financial education expos in the country. You got to check it out. Freedomfest.com. I'll be there broadcasting live with several of my co-hosts and friends. And man, we got a lot cooking. We're going to be on the national stage with a lot of discussions and more. So check that out. Freedomfest.com. Get your tickets immediately. Um, anyway, I digress, except I'm telling you, the dollar's not going to tank tomorrow. It's under heavy assault, though. I promise you that. Quick pause. Sam Bushman continues in seconds. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. 
The road that goes to her house is like really windy and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour and it hit into the road there. There's her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it and the other three boys were trapped in it and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. You know, I parked my car and I went inside. And they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people were like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. <laughs> A public service message from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm telling you that our financial system is absolutely under assault. Um, but you know what? The U.S. dollar, even though there's a lot of countries trying to decouple uh, and jettison the U.S. dollar and deal in other currencies such as the, um, what is it, the yuan and the U.N. And, or, uh, anyway, whatever all these different currencies are, um, the yuan or whatever it's called. Um, look, the dollar's not going away tomorrow. I don't think that it is because it's not. And I, and I, I agree with this author. Look, you, you don't want to think the dollar's going away tomorrow. It's just dirt. It's gone. Boom. Or you don't want to think the dollar's going to be around forever. Neither are true. It's going to be a slow dismantling of the United States being the superpower that it once was. I wish it weren't so. But as we turn our back on God, you can expect nothing less than that as a reality check. There are people trying to fight against this dollar demise. Uh, and they are moving towards constitutional currency. Okay, goldback.com is one group doing a phenomenal job in that. Um, my buddy Larry Hilton and others in Utah making constitutional currency, the right gold and silver products, legal tender. Huge. That's happening across the country now as well. Uh, more and more folks are starting to see the writing on the wall and go, we better do something. We better do it fast. Believe it or not, three GOP reps are doing the same thing. They've introduced the gold standard to stabilize the dollar's value. No longer would American families, businesses, and the economy as a whole be at the mercy of the Federal Reserve. This is huge. Um, the Federal Reserve and its, quote, reckless spending, right? HeadlineUSA.com with this article that I just find fascinating. It's a great, great article. As America faces the twin threats of inflation and bank failures, Three U.S. congressmen introduced a bill to stop that. I think it's fantastic, right? They introduced a, quote, pivotal sound money bill that would enable the Federal Reserve. They call it note dollar, if you will, to, quote, regain stable footing for the first time in more than a half a century. Yeah, you say, who are you talking about, Sam? Representative Alex Mooney, uh, I guess he's with West Virginia. He was joined by two reps, Andy Biggs of Arizona and Paul Gosar of Arizona. They're both Republicans. They introduced what's called H.R. 2435. H.R. 2435, they call it the gold Standard Restoration Restoration Act to facilitate 
the repegging of the volatile Federal Reserve note to a fixed weight of gold bullion, folks. This is huge. Now, it's sad because it's not going to get off the ground in America, right? It's sad because we could solve the problems instantly. We're not going to. So I appreciate them introducing this bill, but I don't I don't really see it happening, right? But understand how it works. Listen carefully to me. Upon passage of HR 2435, the US Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve would be given 24 months to publicly disclose all gold holdings and gold transactions after which time the federal reserve note quote the dollar would be formally repegged to a fixed weight of gold at its then market price this is huge in terms of what it would accomplish right i mean this is massive federal reserve notes would then become fully redeemable for exchange with gold at the new price, right? Monetary experts have noted that a return to a gold standard would, they say substantially, curtail the economic damage wrought by runaway inflation, right? Monetary system instability, Increased and out of control debt. Yeah, a gold standard would protect against Washington's irresponsible spending habits and the creation of, quote, money out of thin air. Prices would then be shaped by economics rather than the instincts of bureaucrats. Yeah, no longer would we be all at the mercy of the Federal Reserve's financial manipulations and gymnastics. The Gold Standard Restoration Act also makes several findings as to the havoc, the trouble, the hidden tax that the Federal Reserve has inflicted on everyday Americans, particularly since Richard Nixon took us off the gold standards in 1971. Yeah. They say that, you know what? An executive order might try to take away your savings. H.R. 2435 points out the reality that the Federal Reserve note has lost more than 40% of its value. It's purchasing power, if you will, since 1997 and 97% of its purchasing power since it began in 1913 that alone is just massive to understand right i mean this bill is huge historians have observed that the elimination of gold and its redeemability from the current monetary system allowed central bankers and government officials from accountability when they expand the money supply they run government deficits into trillion-dollar bond purchases and more, or otherwise manipulate the economy. That's what caused it at times, including 2021 and 2022, 
Federal Reserve actions helped create inflation rates of 8% or higher, literally endangering the jobs, wages, and savings of blue-collar workers and white-collar workers all over the country. Yeah, imagine full disclosure of all central bank and U.S. Treasury gold holdings and gold-related transactions. Yeah, you would have gold parity if you created this over time. In the years leading up to Nixon's, quote, panicked, quote, temporary suspension of gold redeemability, the U.S. spending into deficits has literally created a crisis. Yeah, the discouragement of the gold holdings by the United States was largely done in secret. That's why H.R., 2435 also requires the Fed and the Treasury to disclose all records relating to these obligations and the transfers and all the changes that took place. What happened then? I appreciate this bill because it's bold. It's clear. It's direct. It's solution-oriented. U.S. sound money groups and industry leaders are cheering Mooney's actions government cannot continue to spend and print into oblivion as they are doing yeah lawrence w reed our dear friend speaks out boldly in relation to this bill we've got existential existential threats to the currency and our economy now lawrence reed is president emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education fee, if you will. He does a great job. He's speaking out in favor of this bill. The gold standard never failed America, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to me. Bad ideas and bad politicians failed America. If we do nothing, disaster awaits us. Today's debt-based fiat money system serves primarily to support huge government and wealthy financial insiders, while the Federal Reserve, they have a serial policy of debasing our currency, folks. A return to, quote, gold redeemability would arrest the problem of inflation, restrain the growth of wasteful and inefficient government, and would create a new era of prosperity in America. The full text of the bill can be found online. It was introduced on March 30th, 2023, just recently, and referred to the House Committee on Financial Services. The Sound Money Defense League is a nonpartisan public policy group working nationally to restore sound money at the national and the state level. They're also publisher of the Sound Money Index. They do a phenomenal job, folks. I'm telling you right now. We come back. I've got more. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA News. I'm Lance Pry. Intelligence documents dealing with Russia's war in Ukraine are ending up online. And the United States wants to know how it's happening. The Justice Department is investigating the leak of a lot of U.S. intelligence documents on Russia's war in Ukraine, those documents ending up online. In some cases, uh, the information posted online had been altered from what we think would be the original source. National Security Spokesman John Kirby said so far no one has any idea where the leaks are coming from. President Biden has been briefed. I'm John Schaefer. Louisiana State Representative Jeremy Lacombe has become the latest lawmaker to announce his departure from the Democrat Party. Yesterday, Lacombe, who represents the 18th District, said he is joining the Republican Party. His decision comes shortly after another Democrat in the state, Representative Francis Thompson, also switched parties to become a Republican, giving the GOP a supermajority in the state house. Lacombe's decision did not come with an explanation on why he switched parties. The United States and Philippines militaries launched their largest ever joint exercises this morning, a day after Chinese forces finished drills around Taiwan. More than 17,600 military people are taking part in the scheduled annual bilateral exercise that runs for over two weeks and will include live fire drills. The number of soldiers is twice the number that took part last year. President Biden has signed a bill ending the national COVID emergency. The GOP-led resolution was opposed by most Democrats in the House, but the White House has said it would not veto the measure if it made it to Biden's desk. The White House wanted to wind down the national emergency on May 11th. The measure, however, gives states the go-ahead to start winding it down right now. I'm Skip Kelly. Today is officially National Pet Day. Thanks for listening. We are USA News. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Want to grow your business but don't know where to start? Good leads. Leads are how you get customers, tax help, legal, insurance, home improvement, investment services, and more. Don't pay for someone else's used-up leads. Get new customers now on any budget with Leads Direct for your business at FastLeadsNow.net. FastLeadsNow.net will advertise your business on radio stations like this one, but you only pay for the leads you need. FastLeadsNow.net. FastLeadsNow.net. That's FastLeadsNow.net. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman talking about your money. Oh, yeah, I'm just telling you right now, this segment of the broadcast is sponsored by FreedomFest.com. You want to go to the most incredible uh, event on money, on finances ever, then you got to go to the Freedom Fest. Coming up in July in Memphis, Tennessee, home of rock and roll, baby. Uh, you can meet me there as well. I'll be broadcasting live. It's in July. It's July 12th through the 15th. You got to check it out. You got to be part of it. I'm just telling you right now, they've got movies, they've got people, they've got booths, they've got vendors, they've got speakers. They've, I mean, it is, a, I don't even know how to describe the greatest 
expo in the world, but it's Freedom Fest. Anyway, there you have it. We're talking about money, folks. These three GOP reps. Representative Alex Mooney. Uh, he's with West Virginia. Joined by Representatives Andy Biggs and Paul Gozar of Arizona. Introduced what's called H.R. 2435. The Gold Standard Restoration Act. The goal to facilitate the repegging of the volatile Federal Reserve note to a, quote, fixed weight of gold bullion, ladies and gentlemen. It is a huge bill. The repercussions are epic, mammoth, whatever you want to call it. All right. Upon the passage of the bill, they're going to expose all that's gone on since 1913, folks. Yeah. They're going to they're going to have 24 months to explode, expose, publicly disclose all gold holdings and transactions. After which time, the Federal Reserve will be forced to peg gold uh, to. uh, They call it market price. And why are they doing that? You say, well, why not go back to reality? Because they're going to peg it to the market price. So let's say that it takes two thousand dollars to buy an ounce of gold now. They're going to peg it. Boom. Very interesting indeed. Why are they going to peg it, you say? Because they have to. Otherwise, um, you, know, you take a $20 gold piece, and before you know it, the $20 gold piece, if it's only worth $20 of fake money, then the whole economy's all out in the weeds because they've debauched our currency, right? Listen to me carefully. H.R. 2435 points out this reality that the Federal Reserve note has lost more than 40%. Think about that. More than 40% since we left the gold standard. uh, 40% of its purchasing power since 2000. Wow. So since 2000, we've lost 40% of the purchasing power. And believe it or not, 97%, right? Since 1913, it's lost 97% of its purchasing power since the passage of the Federal Reserve Act in 1913, folks. That is just shocking, isn't it? Think about it. That is just outrageous. 97% of the value. So See, that's why you got to peg it at this higher number because otherwise, instantly 97% of the, quote, wealth, is all fake. It's all fiat. It's all bogus. Would go away overnight, right? That's why HR 2435 also requires the Fed and the Treasury to disclose all records relating to the redemptions and transactions and transfers of what happened in 1971 when we got decoupled. Where did the gold go? Right. They say the 10 years preceding the temporary suspension in August 15th, 1971 of gold redeemability obligations. Okay, what happened then? Well, they're going to find out. They're going to realize that we've been fleeced. We've been had. We've been snookered. We've been bamboozled, ladies and gentlemen. And they're going to basically, if this act passes, get to the bottom of it. I think it's just tremendous. I don't know how to even highlight it more, but it's a tremendous leadership role by these three congressmen. The problem is 
sadly, I don't really see anybody going along with it. You've got too many criminals that will just simply ignore all this. All right, Twitter is under fire, uh, folks, for a variety of reasons. One, Elon Musk continues to do stupid things. Sorry, Elon. I know you're supposed to be one of the most brilliant men on the planet, but you seem to be kind of an idiot child when it comes to this. I don't know what you're doing or what you're thinking. Here's the deal. Twitter changes NPR label for the third time in recent days, okay? You got onto something awesome, Elon. You really did. But then you melted down. The headline says Twitter last week decided to label NPR as state-affiliated media but swiftly, swiftly received backlash online for the decision. State affiliate media, ladies and gentlemen, is defined as outlets where the state exercises control over editorial content through financial resources, direct or indirect political pressures, and control over the publication and distribution Twitter's rules and policies show. Well, that's exactly NPR. Right? Now, they say accounts belonging to state-affiliated media entities, their editors and chiefs, and their prominent staff may be labeled, said Musk. Yeah, we will also hand out labels to links to state-affiliated sites. Now, NPR, folks, is a nonprofit organization that receives funding through, they say, corporate sponsors, membership fees, grants and fees paid to the public radio satellite system. It's, they say that its editorial decisions are completely independent of the U.S. government, but some... NPR affiliates take money from state and local governments as well. Now, NPR says less than 1% of its money comes from federal sources, right? I don't believe that, right? I don't understand that. NPR claims that 1% or less of its funding comes from federal sources. So then my response to the NPR folks is it should be easy for you to get off the federal dole then, shouldn't it? If less than 1%, all you'd have to do is trim a penny from every dollar you get, NPR, and you'd be fine. But see, they lie. After the backlash, Twitter on Saturday then marked NPR as what's called government-funded. Now, they say that what's the problem is, is that's confusing because then in a, an apparent effort to re-adjust its policy again, Twitter labeled it something for the third time. That reads government-funded media. Well, again, what is all this, right? I don't know how to respond to all this because it's just weird stuff. We're playing games with words. All right. They say government-funded media is different than government or state-affiliated media. So here's why I say Elon Musk is kind of being an idiot. Hey, Musk, shout out, buddy. Hashtag listen up. 
right? Dude, when you labeled it government media, you were spot on. NPR is state-affiliated media. They exercise editorial control. You don't believe me? You look at how liberal those stories are. You know government was controlling Twitter even, Elon. So if they're going to control Twitter, you know they're controlling NPR that they have direct funding over, right? Don't deceive yourself into believing they have independent editorial staff. And what you need to do, Elon, is push back hard instead of just whacking out being stupid and changing what you say over and over and over to appease these goons. You need to understand, sir, if NPR gets less than 1% of its funding from federal sources, sir, you need to tell them to stop. You don't need that 1% then. You don't want to be considered state media. You don't want to call it government-funded media, then have them not take the money why don't we defund npr if only one percent of their money comes from that then you know it should be easy to wean yourself off of this right so why don't you hold the line and stand for something elon why do you just waffle and capitulate to these freaks who lie and deceive and manipulate they already tried to control your company buddy you should know better you should strike back hard clear directly defund national public radio and do it now and we won't call you state funded state controlled state affiliated whatever you want to call it we won't use any of these terms nebulous as they may be they document that it's government controlled government funded media that i have to compete with for crying out loud so do you elon come on buddy get your head on straight sir Passover versus easter the catholic church and most the audio is low somehow follow the jewish passover here is the jewish tradition Passover takes place 14 days after the new moon. Hey there, Lizzie. After the equinox. But what does God say? In Isaiah, the audio is low somehow. 14, quote, your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals I hate with hey. all my being. Unquote. Now notice God's word versus Jewish tradition. Quote, in the first month on the 14th day of the month at twilight is the Lord's Passover. Unquote. That's from Leviticus 23 verse 5. God's year begins on the spring equinox. Passover is always on the 14th day of God's year, the 14th day after the equinox. The Sunday after the Passover is Resurrection Sunday. None of this is about fertility, which is exactly what Easter is all about. Easter bunny and eggs, fertility rites, are paganism. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right. So I'm talking about Elon Musk. Twitter changes the NPR label for the third time in recent days. Shame on you, Elon. Come on, buddy. Twitter last week decided to relabel NPR as state-affiliated media, but then changed it because of backlash. Yeah. Now, NPR says that less than 1% of its money comes from federal government. If that's true, stand up boldly, buddy. In an attempt to clarify (laughs) its policies yet again, Twitter then, on Sunday, I guess, changed its label for NPR for the third time. It now reads, quote, government-funded media. That's fine. All are true. But now they're pushing back and try. They don't want you to know how, in my opinion, controlled by the government, funded by the government, NPR really is. But Elon Musk, you have to compete with them, buddy, in the news. I have to compete with them with my own networks and all the private networks that I'm on, Brideon and LovingLiberty.net. We all have to compete with these clowns that we fund with our tax dollars, right? But if they really only get less than 1% of their funding from federal sources, shut it down. And I shame on you for not pushing back harder on this, Elon, for just waffling. And, buddy, you're so confused. I don't understand how you people that are so smart just waffle. You and Bill Gates and George Soros and, uh, you know, whatever the guy's name is that runs Amazon. What's that guy's name again? Anyway, that goofball and all you guys just seem to waffle at every turn. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame on you. Right? All right, J.P. Morgan, uh, his name is Jamie Diamond, says storm clouds ahead for the economy. Boy, do we need this new H.R. 2435, the Gold Standard Restoration Act. And boy, do we need it fast, right? Yeah. We're starting to see a trifecta of inflation, recession, and banking insolvency leading to a new, what they call doom loop. Do you know what a doom loop is, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Naturalnews.com, right? Doom loop is the term that's used for this, right? This is serious. Uh, A doom loop is basically when what happens is, um, you know, the whole economic system that we live under is based on confidence. It's a con. They want you to have this belligerent trust in it, this faith, this confidence, this. But this trifecta of inflation, recession, and banking insolvency are creating a doom loop. And this doom loop is serious. And it's starting to affect us. That's why Jamie Dimon says, hey, you know what? We got storm clouds for the economy. Oh, you think, Jamie? Wow, that's brilliant of you, my friend. But this doom loop is something people need to kind of think about and understand. Doom loops happen when people lose confidence. I'll give you an example. I paint a picture. Stocks go down because I'm influential enough when I paint that picture to matter. 
the Federal Reserve paints a picture. Okay. Joe Biden paints the picture. Whatever. And the problem is it just goes south from there, creating a doom loop. It's tragic. Let me use this example to make my point. Walmart, they say, is converting 65%. So that's basically two-thirds, right? Walmart is converting 65% of its stores to automation. Human employees will be let go. Ethan Huff with this article. But think about that. So if I tell you, hey, man, Walmarts are getting rid of 65%. Well, they're, they're converting 65% of their stores to automation. So two-thirds of Walmarts will be automated. And uh, in that, then they don't need near the employees because you'll have you know automated cash registers. You'll be able to walk out of the store and, and pay, not interact with a human. Uh, you won't really have store employees around to help, but very few, uh, etc. It's going to tank the economy. Now, you couple that with chat GPT, for instance, folks. And you get this scenario where what's going to happen with that? Right? You go, oh, man, if chat GPT takes over, replaces a lot of people, Walmart starts doing this uh, automation stuff. Are we going to even have an economy? Is any of us going to have a job? And you create this fear. You stoke this fear. You stoke, stoke, stoke to the point where now people are wondering, right? People are kind of going, what the heck? What does that mean? What it means, folks, is they stoke the fear to the point where they create this doom loop. And what it does is it really just starts to taint the economy. Because the economy um, is built on confidence, really on nothing more. That's the problem, right? That's the problem is that there's just no stability in the economy anymore. People won't play the confidence game forever, folks. And when that all goes down, It's going to get rowdy fast. See, I don't know exactly when, but I know that we cannot play this game forever. And I'm convinced that this is something that we need to deal with and rapidly, folks. Right? All right, the IRS, they say, they say rules out plan. I'm sorry, rolls, not rules, rolls out plan. IRS rolls out plan to revise tax collection. You comfortable with this? I'm certainly not, right? Alan Rappaport with this thing, they have a 10-year strategy. This is scary, right? The document outlines a focus on improving customer service and cracking down on tax evasion by corporations and the wealthy, they claim. You comfortable with this, folks? IRS rolls out new plan. Yeah, they're going to change things. 
The Antuna Revenue Service on Thursday unveiled an $80 million plan to transform itself into a, quote, digital first tax collector based on customer service and cracking down on wealthy tax payers. They're going to get rid of all the different tax, whatever you want to call them, loops, tax holes. Yeah, they say it's an, a serious overhaul of one of the most scrutinized arms of your government. The efforts, a key part of President Biden's, what they call economic agenda, which aims to reduce the nation's $7 trillion of uncollected tax revenue. Poor government just starving. $7 trillion they could get from you if they just ratcheted up their fleecing mechanisms. They want to use the funds to combat climate change, folks. Curb prescription drug prices and pay for other initiatives prized by Democrats. The plan is also at the heart of the White House's goal of making, quote, tax administration more fair. Yeah, large companies, rich cats, will not be able to avoid the IRS anymore. They say data scientists are going to be hired and needed to pursue, quote, high-income and high-wealth individuals, complex partnerships, and large corporations that are not paying the taxes they owe, right? The IRS has about 80,000 full-time employees, about 20% fewer than it had back in 2010. Did you know that? I'm not comfortable with this, folks. Even though the U.S. population is now larger and the tax system much more complex, the agency's resources have also declined over the years, they claim, as Republicans have sought to cut its funding and in some cases have even called for its elimination. Now, they say in recent months the IRS has ratcheted up hiring to deal with this, but they're going to do more data analytics and more machine learning to kind of catch up they say we'll be 100% focused on building capacity so that we can deal with these massive corporations and individuals that are getting away with virtual tax murder right now. A senior fellow at the uh, Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center said it would be a challenge for the IRS to determine whether taxpayers reporting an income we're doing so legitimately without being able to audit these people. They got to work on more audits. They got to track you down, control every aspect of your life. Now they say groups representing the tax preparation industry. Well, they say, for example, black taxpayers are three times more likely to have trouble with the IRS than the average white man. Anyway, they say IRS agents will be hired to scrutinize white taxpayers, but then they say that's not true, that's racist, how dare you even make such a claim? Yeah. 
anyway, this is massive, and I don't really know how to respond to it. I know it's not good. I know when the IRS rolls out a new plan to attack people, remember if you're a small guy. The Democrats want you to believe we're just attacking the big guys, the enemy, the guys that already have you, you know, ratcheted down. Folks, listen to me carefully. Remember this carefully. When you attack the big guy, you attack your money, too. I know this trickle-down economics seems like a laughable joke, but it's true. Wealthy people employ less wealthy people. You attack all these people, the money's got to come from somewhere. You take it away from big corporations and wealthy people, um, they're going to get there still. They're just going to squeeze yours is all they're going to do. By the way, tech leaders, including Elon Musk, are urging AI. They want to pause in AI. They cite profound risks to society. I appreciate that, Elon and crew, but you're a day late and a dollar short. AI is already here, and it's here to stay. I thought I'd bring that to your attention. All right, thanks for being alongside for the ride. Two hours in the can. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Donate liberally. Every penny will help us grow our presence in the media. We declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.